With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. I normally say happy Monday, happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday, but I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, The last few days and what continues to develop in our country now, I I, I don't know. I, I can keep saying I'm shocked, I'm surprised, but then the more things happen, can you really say you're shocked and surprised? It really, really is an insane time right now. And, you know, going through the last couple of days, and we'll we'll get to a big story involving the Knicks. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Coming up in a couple of seconds, coming off this. But the death of George Floyd and the protests that have been 
uh, rampant across the country the last couple of couple of days. I- I'm going to tell you what we can do and what the best thing you can do to get involved to do things because this is something that look our country is in flames right now. Okay, and you know here in Los Angeles, this is the third night that we're under curfew, and and the alert comes on my phone, the six o'clock curfew. And then the alert comes, it's a five o'clock curfew. And then the alert comes, curfew now, four o'clock curfew, three nights in a row. I, I drove out today to go get lunch. I went to Burger King and uh, I go by and it's to see Ross and Target boarded up because they don't want anybody to come and loot their businesses. It, these are dark and strange times indeed. And it is hard to talk about baseball negotiations and NBA resuming the season, but that is our business, and that is what we're going to do uh, on the show tonight. But we're also going to talk about this, because when, when you turn on your TV and no matter where you go, it is protests and it's violence and it's police firing bullets at, at protesters and it's looters who are stealing cheesecakes from Cheesecake Factory. Uh, you know, seeing the Grove ransacked over the course of this weekend, a, a mall I go to probably five or six times a year. Um, and my favorite deli that I like to go get sandwiches from was ransacked today. Uh, Justin Frostberg, our producer, had to leave where he lives in Los Angeles because they were worried about the rioting. Uh, the, people are shooting the media. I mean, you're seeing the media saying, hey, look, I got hit with this rubber bullet. Stop shooting people. Let's stop shooting people. Can we just have that the first thing? Can we stop shooting people? That's the number one thing. But I want to talk about two things because there's two solutions for this because what we're hearing the last few days is about is about how how we shouldn't stand for this and we shouldn't this is the united states of america this is i can't believe this is us and there are two things that i can tell you 100 percent what to do you want if 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 we are fed up and we want to do stuff going forward there are two things to do number one is vote and number two is get involved and when i say vote I mean, vote locally, vote in your local elections. That's where most of the government is. Make sure you vote for governor. Make sure you vote for sheriff. Make sure you vote for district attorney. Make sure you vote for school board. Get out and vote and know who is making the decisions for your community. All right. That, that's what they always tell you in the government, right? You have, when, when you, you think your district, your county, your city, your state, and, and you move up from there. So if you don't like what's happening, and, and look, can any of us say we do? Make sure you vote. Make sure you know everything about the people that are running for different positions different officials make sure you go and vote and if you don't like the way things are going vote that and change it go out and vote the other thing is get involved get involved whether it is going out and getting involved in politics yourself getting involved in a a a, a good cause that is trying to help a watchdog company a a a group of people that are trying to help and 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 bring food to people what whatever it is what whatever it is that you can do to make a difference that you want to get involved at because you want everything to get better because we're all in this together those are the two biggest things we can go do all right it's 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 great to say to break your silence right that's been the big thing the last couple of days has been you don't be silent and and of course you say, listen, I don't like it, but sometimes we got to go past words. And those are the two things I can tell you from my near 50 years on this planet. The two things that work are, hey, we don't, you, you want to see how things are going, you vote, 
or you get involved and you do something, you do something in your community, you do something to help, help, help your neighbors, help the people who the city you live in. Those are the two biggest things to do. And if you can do one of those things, you are helping solve the issues and moving things forward. Because where we're at right now, it's just we're so divided that the only way we get through this is we get through it together. And no matter what, you know, we're all in this. No matter what, you, you, there may be people you don't like. They may not like you for whatever reason. You, you are, you know, politically or personally, whatever it is. But when we are fighting things, like when we have racism being as, as, as high as it is right now, we have to come together. We're all in this. We're all in this big ball for however many years we have. And if we don't do it together, it's simply not going to get done. And we have to put aside differences and say, okay, what's going to make us better as a society, as a as a people and this is how we go forward but those are the two biggest things i can tell you right there get involved locally vote get involved those are the things to do uh steve desager not exactly how i think you envisioned uh the beginning of the show but that's life man (laughs) but this is this is what it's been the last few days i I, every time you turn the tv on or you you see something you shake your head and go oh my goodness i just want to wake up from this somebody asked me is this going to continue on monday and i said well we don't have normal mondays with school and work so why wouldn't it continue monday even setting the anger aside and you know when you said i can't believe this is us it reminds Reminds me of I think it was the Atlanta mayor that said we're better than this. And that's a sentiment that I think most of us would agree with. But it does remind me of a sports analogy of how many times have we heard a coach with a losing record say, oh, we're a lot better than our record. And what do we say? No, you are exactly what your record is. And frankly, some of what's happening out there that is so reprehensible, that's our record of the past week. Yeah, you know, I see when you said that sports analogy, I'm thinking the quarterback that throws too many interceptions. And at the end of the day, he takes place. I shouldn't have thrown. Those are on me, all those picks. Okay, it's nice you're admitting it, but stop throwing interceptions. You were losing all these games. You threw three last week. You got two this week. You got, stop throwing interceptions. But that's, I mean, that's really where we're at right now. And I'm, I'm telling you, the, you know, drive, when I saw Ross, you know, dress for less, it's dress for less store. It's somebody, oh, the store, and I yeah. Saw, yeah. And I for saw, a minute, you know, I thought you were talking about friends. No, when I saw Ross, he says, we're on a break. No. Uh, when I saw Jim Ross, I said, oh, my God, it's Pete Rose. Uh, you know, when I see Ross boarded up, I was, I, I just, yeah. oh, my goodness. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. A I'm lot like, of Hollywood just, Boulevard was today. Yeah. In Hollywood Boulevard was. Yeah. yeah. It was. And, and, you know, and now in Van Nuys, which is a, a suburb right outside here in L.A., I was at least heartened to see that the police that were in Van Nuys are stepping up and standing in front of local businesses. And they, we're, we're stopping local businesses from being looted. All right. Awesome. That is, you know, that that seemed like, you know, to see that bit of a beacon that that we can actually do things and 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 hopefully stop the backsliding, because that's kind of where we're at right now. I feel like the backsliding continues. And, and you know, at some point we got to hit rock bottom and start to dig out from it. I would. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It will be rock bottom. Some of what we're seeing is rock bottom. Van Nuys, not far, as you know, from our studios. So I couldn't take surface streets through Van Nuys to get here for the show tonight. Oh. I will say that USC located in downtown L.A., I can actually applaud them for the new athletic director taking the swift action today, saying, quote, racism and hate speech will not be tolerated. So they've revoked the season tickets of one of their Trojan Athletic Fund members because of, quote, abhorrent and blatantly racist tweets over the weekend. Attorney attorney Marla Brown, a USC alum on a since-deleted Twitter account, uh, had suggested... uh, over the weekend that protesters and looters should be shot, etc. Mm. USC takes action. 
The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Steve DeSager in for Mike tonight. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their free same-day pickup, you can place your order online, grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in-store or curbside. If you have a job that can wait until tomorrow, AutoZone offers free next-day delivery on orders over 35 bucks. Just order by 10 p.m. At AutoZone, free next-day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Now, somehow this winds up getting to the Knicks because this story that has just broken in the course of the past hour is just absolutely insane. And honestly, I wonder if this is going to be the final straw. And because I don't know that James Dolan can own the Knicks after this story gets out. Uh, Pablo Torre of ESPN put this out. He got a copy of the email that Knicks owner Jim Dolan sent to MSG employees defending the organization's decision to stay silent after the death of George Floyd, after the killing of him by a Minneapolis police officer. Now, only two NBA teams, I believe, have not made a statement, talked about it yet, the Knicks and the Spurs. And I think the Spurs today, Greg Popovich gave a big interview on on, on it. So, and has spoken many, many times yes, and he, Yeah, he's a guy, yeah. Right. But, but still, okay, you want you want a statement because, hey, look, this, this is the NBA. You see players, LeBron, everybody is out. What do we want to know? And, you know, how can we stand for this? And here's the message. This is Pablo Torre of ESPN putting this out from Jim Dolan. I'm going to read to you the bottom. Uh, it's three-paragraph statement. Uh, the beginning talks about how there's a turbulent time in our country. Therefore, I want you to understand our internal position. Quote, as companies in the business of sports and entertainment, however, we are not any more qualified than anyone else to offer our opinion on social matters. What's important is how we operate. Our companies are committed to upholding our values, which include creating a respectful workplace for all, and that will never change. What we say to each other matters, how we treat each other matters, and that's what will get us through this difficult time. I'll take you back to the beginning of that paragraph when I said, as companies in the business of sports and entertainment, we are not any more qualified than anyone else to offer our opinion on social matters. Uh, Okay. I get that. I get you say, listen, what are we? But you still need to show your players and the NBA and the world that what happened to George Floyd wasn't right. I mean, you have to. I mean, listen, what does Charles Barkley say when when the whole thing came up with Donald Sterling? He said, this is a black league. You can't talk like that and still run away. We're a black league. How can James Dolan say, hey, we're not going to offer our opinion on this? You can't say the killing of George Floyd was wrong. You can't put that out in a statement. I mean, I don't know if he's worried that people will come and and loot and riot Madison Square Garden, but I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if you can own the Knicks after this. This is such a volatile time right now, and and you can't come out with a statement. The Knicks players are upset. I can believe the entire NBA is upset. And I wonder if this is Adam Silver at some point has to get involved and go, hey, Jim, what the hell, man? I no. mean, seriously, th- th- this is what this is what you're saying. You you don't feel qualified to make a statement that the killing of somebody is wrong. This, that, that, I mean, I, I that that's where of all the things James Dolan's done, Steve. This may be that thing that's okay. Really, I, I don't know. Can he still own an NBA team? This might be the thing that people have been looking for. Any excuse to bring him down? Because you and I both know for many years there are basketball reasons people have been wanting to bring him down. It does remind me a bit of the Donald Sterling thing because for many years people in L.A. knew what Sterling was and the lawsuits with how he ran his apartment buildings and so forth. And finally they got something on tape to bring him down. Now this isn't quite the same. I will agree with half a sentence of what he said, and that is it's important how we operate. But for you to actually say, "Uh, we're no more qualified than anyone else to offer our opinion, 
Really? So in other words, you're telling every other major league team who has spoken out in the last week that they're wrong. I mean, the Chicago Bears just tonight said, we must do more than wring our hands and hope it doesn't happen again. Our coach spent the two hours of team meeting today listening to and healing together with our players, a long Bears uh, exactly opposite type of statement from that franchise. So he's saying no to every other owner in every other sport. And the the fact that the state we're, we're not qualified than anyone else to offer our opinion on social matters. Cop out. So, so that what, what do they you know the thing? What do we always say about radio? Right. If you don't have an opinion, you're not going to have a career. Right. You, you got to have an opinion sure. on things. Right or wrong, you have an opinion. And to say you're not even moved to have a to have a public opinion on the killing of a guy that everybody got to see video and said, oh my god, that's wrong. Oh my God, that is wrong. Now, you, now, what happened after, and it's spiraling out of control, and the point counterpoint we're getting as a result—that's sure. a different story. You know, that—that's a different story. But this, what we're—you know—you you can't say that. I mean, I, I don't know that. Number one, I don't know who's going to want to play for the Knicks after this. They're sure as hell ain't getting any free agents who are going to want to come play for there because they're going to look at James Dolan and go, "Boy, the guy couldn't even have the back of a guy that got killed." I, wow, you mm-hmm. know what? Not going there because look, look, Charles. Like I go back, Charles Barkley was right. We're a black league. He says, "This is these are the players. You can't you can't own a team if this is your attitude." And, and you're, you're, we're trying to get to the fact where black men aren't in, in a in a position where they think I can be killed by a police officer or somebody just because I'm 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 walking down the street or something is happening that gets out of control. And you can't say, "Okay, I understand what's going on and that was wrong." Oh, I really, I mean, I, I, I look. There's a lot that goes on that I can say. All right, I you know I, I I I don't know about this, but you know eventually things are going to move on. But this James Dolan thing, I I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how the league gets by without doing something. And it it may be in that situation of it's not quite here's you know on tape Donald Sterling saying, but this is here's a memo and here's exactly mm-hmm. the words that are written out there. And it's what 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 else can you say at this? I don't know. Well, I, we can I, say I mean, it's wrong. Know. We can say it's a bit tone deaf, and we can mm. say he's not fully aware of the significance or the context of what is going on. And in that sense, he's a bad boss. And the fact that he's telling himself, essentially, to shut up and dribble, a basketball team owner, is the ultimate irony. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare joining us on the hotline no one better cbs sports nfl insider extraordinaire friend of the show jason lock and fora Jay, what's happening? How are you doing there in B-more? Are you okay? Uh, I'm, I'm dominating the battle space. How are you guys doing? I mean, I'm sitting in my bunker with some white wine, watching the country burn down. Yeah, it is, it's great. I'll tell you, I go, going out today and seeing all the stores boarded up, and, and this is the third day in a row we've had uh, curfew, and it starts earlier every day. I feel like I'm seven years old again. I've got to go to bed at 6 o'clock at night. It was, you know, we had 6 o'clock p.m. On, on Saturday, and then it was 5 o'clock yesterday. It's 4 o'clock today. I'm like, this, this, is, this is insane. Yeah, we are um, we are at a perilous point in this country's history. Um, we'll see where we go from here. But uh, what a, what a time to be alive! Every day, I say things to my kids that I never envisioned having to tell them. I'm 46 years old, and if you would have told me, you know, when I was 12 or 15 or starting to be aware of the world, that you know, I would be a you know father. I have a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old who every day I would have to tell them things that I, that I tell them now and explain things and, 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 and try to convey that this is not really what this country is all about and this is not what a presidency is all about. But alas, 
um, we all have we you know we've all got we've all got our duties to do now, man. This is critical mass. Hey, Generation X, we've seen a lot. You know, it's yeah. Generation X has seen a lot. We, we have, but yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Billy Idol is the voice of uh, of this generation or not, but yeah. <laughs> So, you know, we, we talked about the Knicks a few minutes ago and, and uh, you know, James Dolan and the uh, you know, owner of the Knicks. The Knicks put out a statement why they're not saying anything about the death of George Floyd. And he says, because we're not qualified more than anybody else to offer an opinion. I, I, I don't know that the guy can own the team after that, because I know I know certainly you see right away the NFL had a statement. Most everybody has statements on this. They understand what's going on. And I, I see the owners, you know, sometimes owners, I go, what kind of world do they live in? Do they understand what's what's happening right now uh, look i think a lot of these people are detached from, from reality the realities they live in are so um completely vastly different than than what most people experience and and um you know that sort of idea that they're sort of you know some of these billionaires in an ivory tower who are just watching you know uh the business networks and just worried about their their bottom lines and how much did I earn in interest today and how could I earn more i mean look look at the nationals look at the learners i mean that's one of the richest families in the country uh they just won a world series right they got public subsidies to build uh a stadium and in, in 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 you know some of the primest real estate in Washington D.C. right there on the water. They they won their their dispute with the Orioles and the you know for over Mass in the regional network that broadcast both teams are going to get hundreds of million dollars from that. And they said eh, we could only give these minor leaguers a three hundred dollars stipend. Four hundred per guy sounds a little rich for us, you know. And then they got shamed into coming around and doing the right thing because their middle relievers said no, we'll we'll pick up the slack. Well, pick up the slack for the billionaires worth over five, you know, worth over five billion. I mean, it's it is a different uh, it's it's a different world. It's a different class, um, and and I think some are more tone deaf and more detached from reality than others. Um, but especially an NBA team in New York City, uh, one of the most diverse cities in the world, and a league that is predominantly African American. And, and you can't cobble together a couple of paragraphs that at least feign support for what right-minded people are thinking right now in this country. You can't feign, uh, you know, that you detest racism and systematic oppression of African Americans and people being assassinated by the police state at the hands of the government simply because of the color of their skin in the street for all to see. Like if that doesn't raise your temperature even a smidge, um, then you're you're you you might not be fully human. Jason, this is Steve. A question about the new normal, which was a, a thing that re- was virus related in the past. Now, after this past week. What's the new normal going to be in sports media? Because ESPN, of course, there was the controversy of stick to sports. And they certainly haven't, and justifiably, in recent days. What's the new normal going to be, do you think, not just in the next week or two, but yeah, going forward question. the rest of the year? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to think that we're now at a point where when I'm watching the Bundesliga on Saturday and Weston McKinney, who is an American kid, mm-hmm. is wearing an armband for George Floyd, but then um, – you know, uh, a striker for Dortmund, who's from the U.K., has a, a hat trick, and he's pulling up his shirt 
expressing support for George Floyd when we're when we're seeing protests in Belgium and France and, and all over the world for something that that you know racism is obviously um, knows no geographical boundaries but I think America's uh, sorted sort of twisted relationship with it is, is different than others and you're not seeing people being assassinated on national television because of the color of their skin by and large in a lot of other countries certainly not first world countries and countries that have the uh, wherewithal of the United States so I, I, I'd like to think we're at a point where the idea that you can separate you know your meat from your potatoes from your you know uh, string beans from your corn on your plate and stick to sports and all that I, I, I mean so many of the men who play these sports that provide the content that are the reason that we're broadcasters and announcers and play-by-play guys and analysts and columnists and all that. They are deeply affected by it. Mm -hmm. Um, In visceral ways, their children are affected by it. We're we're all affected by it, but they're affected by it in a unique way. And then you look at the composition of labor in the NBA and, and the NFL and and high-level NCAA basketball and football conferences, and it's by and large um, African-American. I'd like to think that this expectation that we're somehow like sports is an escape and this or that. I I, I mean, if you you can escape from what's going on in this country right now, then, I I mean, it's impossible, and I think nor should you really want to, and everyone is entitled to a voice, and that's what the First Amendment is all about. And, And I I'd like to think we reach a point where people aren't getting accosted on social media or or otherwise because they are willing to express their opinions about the state of the world. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's evolving or not. Uh, hopefully it is. It's just sickening to me that it, it takes these kind of events to to you know sort of bring about that sort of acceptance, if in fact it does bring about that sort of acceptance. Jason Locke of four CBS Sports NFL Insider with us, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Steve DeSager in for Mike. Uh, do you think we'll see a more visible Colin Kaepernick now? Uh, you've already seen Brandon Marshall talking about this is why Cap did it back in 2016, and now we're starting to come back to that a bit. Maybe he becomes a, a more public figure again? I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I think that – I don't think he's the kind of guy – and. and it's been a few years since we talked, but I, I did spend a lot of time with him about three weeks before he filed the lawsuit. Actually, it was less, probably a, maybe, maybe it was a week before he filed the lawsuit against the NFL and kind of you know, started um, the, the, his legal recourse against them. And I, I know him a bit. I don't think this is about him taking a victory lap, you know, or, or, or saying, I told you so. Because he's been down- – <laughs> He did that. Like he, it, it, there, there is no counter argument to, at this point, what he was all about, and the message he was sending. I, I'm, I live in Baltimore. We're having very peaceful protest here right now. Um, it's a different sort of tenor and tone than 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 Freddie Gray, which was obviously localized here. But regardless, there are police taking a knee with young African American you know, teenagers, boys and girls, and they're reading the names amongst each other of the various people who have been killed by wardens of the state. 
because of the color of their skin. And they're taking it. Why do you think they're taking They're taking a knee because Colin Kaepernick took a knee. I mean, there's, this is indisputable now. Um, I think Colin is content to do the work he's been doing. Um, he hasn't done any major interviews. I mean, you don't think the, the Barbara Walters of the world and 60 Minutes and, I mean, people have been looking to get him on forever. I, I don't think he feels any more inclination to speak now. Um, I think he's more heartbroken than ever that um, instead of the NFL looking at what he was doing as an opportunity to help um, get mainstream society to come around a little bit more on what was happening in this country. And instead of these owners in the league office and a lot of people in the media looking at this as an opportunity to help make the league better and help make the country better, instead he was ostracized and he became a pariah. Um, so I, I don't think Colin has to do a damn thing at this point, to be honest with you. I think Colin's already done and sacrificed and stood for way more than most of us ever will. He's on Twitter at Jason Lockin4. That is at Jason Lockin4, CBS Sports NFL Insider. Jay, as always, I know a different conversation we were expecting, but as always, appreciate appreciate your thoughts, my friend. We'll talk no, to you I, I enjoy I enjoy the uh, the the back and forth with you guys, and uh, hopefully, at some point here, we're doing it under a very different situation. Yep, yep. I mean, we can make fun of the Jets. That 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 at some point well, that will come true. We'll get back to that. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. Right. Have a good one, gentlemen. Thank you. You know, the thing he says, Steve, he brings up a great point about stick to sports. And, you know, you hear that now. Oh, stick to sports, you know, shut up and dribble for LeBron, all of these things. You know what? Stick to sports has a shelf life, and we're coming to the end of it because there's so much that you can't stick to sports on, and you can't put it back in a box because that's just the way the world is going. You know, the world isn't going the way of, well, we're going to stop, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to stop this, you know, all this stuff. These guys are all just going to stick to sports, and that's it. You know, as you see, even ESPN, which is the biggest stick to sports, has to stick to sports. Now, you have to be able to get outside. If you're going to talk about things, you have to be able to do it in a way in which uh, you are coming at it with a thoughtful position. You know what you're talking about, the points you want to make. You can't just, you know, kind of riff on things. But stick to sports is kind of something that I think is going to be dying at some point, and it's going to be okay or encouraged if you want to get outside of sports on a big issue while we're talking about sports. And the main reason I say this is because society asks sports to handle many of our big problems. They always do. They always ask us, can you handle our big problems? And then whatever it is, it's what we do. Sports leads the way with all kind of discussions. Legalizing marijuana, guess who led the way on that? Sports. And which way is the world going? The world's going towards legalizing marijuana. It's not going towards we're cutting it out and we're not going to, uh, you know, we're, we're going we're to stop it at the states. That's not the way the world is going. With, with, uh, with gay relationships and, and with homosexuality, Michael Sam when he got drafted that who led the way on that sports led the way on that was it going to be okay what was it going to be like for him in a locker room were the players going to be accepting accepting of him what about the coaches what about the GM sports does it look at the coronavirus what is everybody looking for what's going to be the big moment when we know we're past the coronavirus when we start seeing professional team sports being played and we get to see people come to the games and the way it's going now if 
we adopt what Texas and Florida has said. Hey, we're okay with having fans in as long as it's a portion of our capacity, mm-hmm. 25% of our capacity. We can have fans come. So I'm thinking when, when baseball and football and basketball, whenever they play, they're going to have fans. They're going to have fans there, and maybe they'll be seated every five or six feet. And look, if you come in with your family, certainly you will have a lot of spaces in between you and the next people because, you know, they'll be way far away if you're on your row. But that's what we're looking When is America going to be back to normal? When sports comes. You know, Look at President Trump. He's like, he wants sports to reopen. This is what's going to tell right. the country to reopen. So when you say stick to sports now, when you when, when outside of sports looks to sports to help solve their problems now, we don't have to stick to sports. We can get in on that, and that's the way the world's headed. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is hour two of the program, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Steve DeSager in for Harmon this evening as we broadcast live from the Geico Studios. And, uh, you know, normally I say happy Monday, happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday. I don't want to lie to you. It's that's not what it's been here in our country for the past few days as we are now in another night of unrest and lockdown and curfew uh, following the death, the killing of George Floyd in police custody in Minneapolis. And, you know, you, you turn on the TV and it, you, you, you can't believe your eyes when you're seeing protesters, sometimes peaceful protesters, getting tear gassed by military, by police officers. And I, 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 I keep thinking that this is America. This is what we're doing. It's really at some point you get past the point of I, I am shocked. I can't believe this is happening. And it's become something that what is next, whatever is next, I'm not going to be surprised by it because it's it's so incredibly out of control. Uh, you know, two of the big stories tonight we, we saw involving uh, police chief in Louisville was fired uh, today after a protester uh, was killed last night when um, – police felt they were being fired upon, which is, is, is being investigated now. They fired back. He is hit and killed. Uh, none of the police officers had their body camera on. And so the police chief of Louisville was fired. Uh, the police chief in Los Angeles, Michael Moore, did a press conference a little while ago, and he said that the death of George Floyd uh, is on the looters and rioters as much as it is on the police officers uh, who actually killed him in Minneapolis. I, I, I don't know what's happening to the world. I, I really don't. But I know what we need, and I'm going to let me take you on a journey here for a couple minutes, and I, I, I think this all the time. So it's, so it's time to tell the story, I think. What we need is we need in what I can remember in my life as being a walk this way moment. That's what we need. Uh, when I started high school, this is back in the 80s now, you know, I'm going, I'm going pretty back. Uh, I started playing football and I'd never played organized football before. And I started as my freshman year playing football. I always played football. I played with Nerf football. We played tackle football. So I wanted to play football. So I joined the football team. And going to high school was my first real exposure to so many different races and nationalities and everybody. Because I go from a, you know, a public school that, that has you know, maybe a couple hundred kids in it. And then you go to middle school that had my, I think my middle school had about four or 500 kids in it. Now I'm in a high school and now there's like two or 3,000 people in my high school. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm, I'm exposed to all different kinds of people for the first time. And, you know, I start in the football, you know, I, I go out for the football team and it's, it's a mix. It's white kids, it's black kids, it's Latino kids, it's everybody. And there's all alpha males and everybody is bowing up on everyone. And it was a eye opening experience. And it's a very physical sport and it's not for the faint of heart. And 
I remember going to football camp after practicing with the team. Like we practice for a couple of weeks and we go to fo- go to sleepaway football camp because that's what you did. You, you practice for a couple of weeks, then you went to camp where you practice like three times a day, and then you came back after a week exhausted. But you know, hopefully, you were a football team and you learned the playbook and positions and everything else. So. We're driving up. We're, we're in, the, in the bus going up to camp, and there's racial tensions back and forth, you know, with, with white kids and, and, and the black kids and Latino kids. That's the way it is. And we're on the bus riding up, and I'll never forget this. David Cress, who is our best wide receiver, uh, he was a year ahead of me, and he was in charge of the radio, right, because he brought his radio, right? He was the guy bringing the radio to camp. So he's playing all his songs, right? He's playing all his favorite songs. And he's playing a lot, of, a lot of rap, a lot of hip-hop, a lot of everything. And, you know, we're sitting here going, okay, uh, you know, boy, all right, can, can we get a little variety on the songs? Let's hear some songs everybody likes. And somebody yells, hey, his name was Pop. And he goes, someone yells, hey, Pop, come on, man, how about a, how about a different song? And he looks out, and I'm, and I'm saying to myself, uh-oh, this could be something here. This could be something. He goes, all right, I got something for all you guys. I got something for you. And he takes out a tape, and he puts in a new tape, and he plays Walk This Way. And it's the, <laughs> the version you just heard, the Run DMC Aerosmith version. I mean, look, Aerosmith first made it a hit in the 70s, and then this version came, and it was Run DMC and Aerosmith, and Run DMC's, the, the video is Run DMC is doing their version, and, and Aerosmith is doing their version, and then they, they break through the wall next to each other, do the video together, and it's an incredible moment in video history of here, is, here are black culture and white culture, and we're all coming together. Right. And it's awesome. And he played Walk This Way and everybody got excited because everybody loved that song. Everybody loved that song. Whether you, it didn't matter what you were. Ed, that song was so hot when I were going to football camp and it was such a good song. And it was great. And everybody knew the rock parts and the rap parts. And suddenly now everybody is singing. And some guys are rapping. Some guy I'm singing the high Steve Tyler part going Walk This Way. And all of a sudden and we became a team in that moment. It's kind of like I remember the Titans moment. We became a team in that moment. We all start realize we're all in this, and now let's go to camp and let's and let's do things. And we came back; we were three and seven. But you know, the point. The point. Not a bad that, analogy. Yeah, remember the Titans, by the way. You know, yeah, that's what it was like. And I, we came together. At that, that him playing that song on the bus. I remember he sat in the front of the bus. He was in the first row and he was sitting back facing everybody else. And and he said, "All right, I got somebody." He puts in "Walk This Way," and that was it. I don't remember anything else he played, any other thing. But he played that song. We were all singing, and I can even tell the coaches were into it. Like, okay, this is what this is what we need because now everybody is now together. And that was the whole point of going to football camp. It was you know, hey, everybody's coming from different uh, parts of life, and and nobody knows and they got to get together and somehow find a way to mesh. And usually it's spending that time together at football camp. You become friends with people that, that you're meeting for the first time or that you really start getting to know for the first time. They're people, yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what it is. And and that moment, that was it. It was like, okay, we all, everybody was, we were all in it with each other. It wasn't a big team, too. I think we had like maybe, I think there's only like 25 or 27 people on the team. We had a bit of a smaller uh, football team. Our quarterback was great. Oh my God, he was so good. But him in the wide receiver they were only good players. So you were uh, running back and kicker. You were the Paul Horning. <laughs> no, I was. I was only about five three, five four. So I was a defensive back. 
I played safety. But I was a sure tackler. And that was my thing. I was a sure tackler. That was, that was my. I wasn't fast. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't big. But I was a sure tackler. So I was like, okay, if someone breaks through, I, I can tackle them. You know, because I could get really low. You know, being five three, I could get should, low. Should be on your business card, Jason Smith. Last line of defense. Yeah, no, no, sure tackler is what I'd have on there. Sure, because everybody get football people get. Oh, sure tackler. I got it. Got it. I think in three years in football, I missed three tackles, and one of them got wiped out by a penalty. And then they ran the same exact play, and I missed the tackle the next play. But I think in three years, I missed three tackles. You know, I'm glad you brought up Remember the Titans, which we have talked about on this show before, because it brings us to the general point of what's great about sports, is that you get to know people. I mean, actually know people, not just their names. From the people aren't forget race and colors and cultures. It's just people that aren't from your neighborhood, if you know what I mean, or your family's background, and it, you get it that much more of a wider view of the world. And you know, obviously, the two of us would be talking about you know I came up in this suburban culture and it was half white people and you know blah blah blah. But think about all the athletes who themselves have said, oh, I came up on the other side of the tracks, and my goodness, were my eyes open to how things were just through being in sports. And it broadened my horizons, a positive. And this is yet another positive thing that sports can do. And we mentioned in hour one another positive thing that sports can do, frankly, is comment on situations that demand comment. And this is one of them. So when you bring up the Knicks owner saying, oh, we're not any more qualified than anyone else to offer our opinion, that is ludicrous. And, uh, you know... Allow me to be flippant for a second. This is such a big deal, what's going on this past week. Even Michael Jordan has commented on this. I, I realize that's a flippant statement. He has talked about police brutality before. Yes. But it was noted, especially when with so many millions watching the Bulls documentary, that during his playing career, and he was asked about it in the documentary, he was known for not commenting on things that were happening in the news. In fact, breaking his silence tonight is Tiger Woods, and there was a Golf Channel headline today, quote, as prominent athletes speak out on racial violence, where is Tiger Woods' voice? Well, what do you know? He has tweeted something out in this evening. My heart goes out to George Floyd. I have always had the utmost respect for our law enforcement. Woods writes, they train so diligently under how, when, and where to use force. This shocking tragedy clearly cross that line. I remember the L.A. riots, he says, and learned that education's the best pass forward. His final sentence, we can make our points without burning the very neighborhoods that we live in. I would add that some people are going to other places where they don't live. He says, I hope that through constructive, honest conversations, we can build a safer, unified society. So finally, a Tiger Woods comment. Jason Smith, Steve DeSager. Uh, you know, it's 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 funny to see uh earlier in in this in the weekend when it was hey you know silence and you know if you're silent you know you're complicit which okay you know that's kind of sometimes it's some people's thing sometimes it's not their thing but something like this you certainly like to see people say things and we have seen it you know we have seen, out, out of everybody but James Dolan apparently we we have seen <laughs> hey you know well, what's happening here is not right and and on 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 different levels of, of what's not right uh you know George Floyd and and the and the the rioting and the looting and none of it is right and it's something that uh, you know we have to understand that 
we're all going to have to get through this by coming together. Because if we continue to be apart, look at where we're at right now, right? We've never been any more uh, divided in our country than we are right now, along political lines, other lines. We're never more apart. And and nobody is bridging that gap. And if that continues, then this is going to be what it's going to be like for us, the normal where we we can't come together on anything and we're just going to continue to live apart and who knows what's going to happen after that. I I, I just, I, I don't get how... People can't understand we're all in it together, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's all something that we all have to figure out. And it's 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 like, it's, you know what, it's like the block you live on, right? For years, when I was growing up, we didn't like our next door neighbors, right? Didn't like the next door neighbors. Yeah, they, they weren't very nice. They weren't nice people. Uh, and uh, But you know what? You lived on the block. So you kind of had to realize, okay, let's put our differences aside and, 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 and get along because we live next to each other. So let's not park the car, you know, over the a little bit of the driveway, which would drive my grandfather bananas, <laughs> uh, you know, certain things like that. So we're all in it together. And okay, so we, we're all living on the block together and, and, Let's put our differences aside so we can do it. We may not like each other, and that's fine. You don't have to like everybody, but figure out the only way things are going to be happy and have a happy license if you're all getting along. If you've got people feuding on your block, how much fun is that? It's not fun at all. Right. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness, I got this, and I got people yelling at people. You know, And even my block now, there's people that yell at each other, but they're all the way down the other end of the block. No. Uh, so there's people yelling at each other now, and I go, what are you doing? You live across the street from each other. You've lived across the street from this person for 30 years. Why, what, what, what would happen now that you're going to scream? at you and I can't stand it. You know, we're, we're all going to do this together. That's the only way it is. Well, and that gets us to, on the lesser level, what we've talked about at times the last few weeks with the NBA trying to get some sort of agreement to get a season together. Remember the quote from the commissioner on a conference call to the players, we're going to be choosing from a lot, of, a lot of bad options here. None of them are risk-free. Nobody's going to like everything that we go forward with, but we need to be together in order to go forward at all this year. On a sports level, that's what D to be translated you know it, it's and, and to, just to bring it back to to the the football story I, I told you about in the beginning is that my uncle's coached football for a long time like he coached for like 30 years won a couple of city championships well, I think he won four I, I get it right or he's gonna get mad at me he won four city championships in in New York and you know, he played football. He coached for a long time. And I remember just talking to him about it once because, you know, he knew I loved football growing up. And, you know, you know I, I played and everything. And, and he said, you know why I like football? And I said, why? He goes, because and once you're a coach, you realize that you would there's nothing you wouldn't do for any of your players, that you would try to help them do whatever they want to. You know, the girls I coach in, in soccer and softball, I tell them all at the end of the year, just because I'm not your coach right now doesn't mean I won't always be your coach and you can't call me and you can't call me and ask me a question if you're having trouble if you need a, a phone call you want to try to play on a club team you want to play on a travel team something you call me you let me know and I understand that now because I understand you know that that philosophy and he would say to me I always loved football because I thought more than any other sport football was one where everybody stepped on the field and they were equal no matter what race you were, no matter what advantages you had or disadvantages you had, you got to run fast, you got to be physical, you got to be smart, you got to be loyal to a teammate, you have to be able to know how to lead, and you have to be able to, to work and achieve something with, with, a, with a group of people. Mm-hmm. If you can't do any of those things, you're not going to succeed. He goes, and I always thought football was the perfect place for that. It was mental. It was physical. It was, it was working together. It was working towards a goal. It was finding leaders. It was doing things, finding a way to triumph over adversity. And he says, that's what I, oh, I, I never realized that part about the game until 
until I started coaching. And I would see kids who would come on and, you know, I, you know, I would like this kid a little bit more than another one because of the way he plays, his, his attitude, but then I'd be able to bring something more out of another kid and just seeing them work that way. You know, I never thought of it that way until that. And I said, oh, my God, now I, I'd never looked at football – the same again after that about all those things needing to happen to be able to be successful and how that's kind of a microcosm of what society should be what it should be one other thing before the break and i'll get to something from jason luck and for our guest from last hour that he retweeted tonight is the obvious statement shame on all of the people any color using this issue for criminal behavior causing injuries and chaos jason had retweeted tonight that a producer in philadelphia why uh why had was beaten tonight by a white mob carrying baseball bats and shovels got called out just for recording them oh this goes back to your first segment tonight of the media being attacked for yeah. no reason can we I, stop doing that can we stop shooting physically the media with attacked i'm talking can we about stop doing that you know I, I on this show over the years have attacked verbally media members and called them out and frankly some deserve to be called out this is physical confrontations that have no place in any of this Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Steve DeSager in for Mike tonight. Uh, we're live, as we always are, from the Geico Studios. Hopefully, hopefully that producer is okay. You just see this and go, my goodness. Uh, although we're apart these days, we're sharing more, and Geico's sharing more, too, with the Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info. And eligibility. I mean it. The country, we need a walk this way moment. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. But obviously, look, sports is our business, and there's a pretty big baseball story going on today we want to talk about here for a few minutes. And and this is, you know... I, I talked last week about how what's going on right now kind of reminds me of 1994, the big lockout year in baseball. We didn't have a World Series. And watching the proposals that go back and forth between the owners and the players, I see this and I go, nothing is getting closer. There's been no, there's been no give. The, the first proposal from the owners to the, to the players was, hey, we're thinking uh, that less money you took in March, well, we're going to take more of your money and it's going to be 30 to 70 percent off of what your salary was so the more money you make the more money you're going to give back so if you're making 30 million dollars this year you're going to give back 70 percent of your salary this is what the owners proposed to the players players of course weren't going to like that what did the players come back with hey instead of less money and less games how about more money and more games instead of 80 games and we get 50 percent less or more of our salary how about we play like 115 games and we get 70 percent of our salary? actually the numbers were remember there was <laughs> in the middle half a season essentially 82 games from the owners right. and then you had the players yesterday say 114 and then you had the owners discuss today 50 do you know that in the exact middle between 50 and 114 is 82 games so keep in mind everybody as we hear all the baseball talk these two facts and this is driving everything in this conversation one baseball players get the bulk of their money from the regular season so of course they want to play 114 games they would play 140 games with 50 double headers if they could <laughs> i'm not kidding because they could a lot sit, of double headers they could sit out all the double headers and still gets paid it's just prorated as to how many team games there are owners you know how, meanwhile make more know, money in postseason 
Do you know how many games Edwin Diaz could blow if, if the Mets actually had that? <laughs> oh, my God. He would blow so many saves. But, yeah, but that, that's the point is that the owners want and, – and I think players want more – in the postseason, they want more teams in, so I don't think that's that's a big discrepancy for them. But the owners, obviously, hey, let's have more rounds. We do all of this. But my, my point, Steve, is that the owners come in with A, and the players respond with Z, and then okay, so instead of the next, <laughs> if we got to get to M, okay, that's the middle, the middle of the alphabet. If you got to get to M, and the players are and the owners are at A, and then the, the players are at Z, usually the next proposal is okay. Here's G, and then here's S, and then here's I and then here we're out of letters here. No, but instead it's the the owners start at A and the players start at Z, and the the owners say less games, less money. The players say more games, more money, and the owners come back with even less games and less money and thirty percent basically across the board, which is what they're asking players to have. And this is not a negotiation that's going in the right way. This right. is not something where hey, you're giving me this and I'll give you this. Look to compare it to the NFL. Right. That, that's been the big thing. The players for the longest time, it said, we don't want 17 games. Don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want it. And the owner said, oh, but we got to have it. 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 We don't want 17 games. Got to have it. Got to have it. Yeah, but we really don't want 17 games. Yeah, got to have it. Got to have it. And then finally, the player said, OK, we'll take 17 games, but we want A, B, C, D, E, F, a little bit of G, some H, I, J, some of K, L, M, N, O, and P. And the owner said, eh, OK, we'll give you most of that. Great. And what do we have? We had a very easy collective bargain agreement deal struck. We got 17 games. The, the owners got it. They got more money. The players got a lot in this deal. They got way more than their last one. And it worked out because that was a negotiation. You could tell the players are saying, from the beginning, you know, we're not going to play 17 games. Translation, when it's all said and done, right. we're going to accept the 17 games. It's yeah. just got a whole yeah. bunch of other stuff we wanted because that'll be cool. And we're going to play less preseason games, which we don't want anyway. So it works out. This is not that. This is This is the owners going further away from their first one and part of this is is because baseball owners feel that they can basically make the players play a 50 game season because of the agreement they uh struck in march when the coronavirus first happened and the players realized okay we have to take less money here and we have to figure things out later on baseball feels that well that decision meant they can institute a 50 game season and basically make the players play mm-hmm. and if you you think you're going to make the players play do you think they're going to show up i mean that that's what i can't get owners really think that if baseball says nope we're making you come the players are going to go oh well, i'm packing a bag no they're going to stay home and go you can't make me come and play i'm not going to play the, and then we're going to not have baseball the agreement in march calls for the commissioner to use quote best efforts to play as many games as possible his considerations are health and economics so you know that the economics part is what's driving the owners the league contends it's going to lose money for each game it plays without fans it is going to lose some money we know that but without fans and with players making their full prorated salaries which is why they suggested half a season and player cuts last time owners want a shorter season because there's also the fear of a second wave of coronavirus this year remember they get big playoff money what if that wipes out their postseason and all that revenue because they're still playing regular season games by that time in some 114 game season the owners don't want the length of season for that reason also 
Look, if you, no matter what you do, the baseball season is going to be long, right? So say you want to play 60, say you want to play 80 games, right? That's going to be two and a half months. You're not going to start until July. So you're saying, all right, we're going to play in July, sometime now later than the beginning of July, because now we're in the beginning of June and, and players aren't going to get there to play first week of July. So now maybe you're thinking middle of July. All right, so now you're going middle of July, through August, all through September, and now you're getting into October for the playoffs, which is when they're going to be getting that playoffs will be about a month. So even if you're playing 80 games, which, again, it's a lot to jam in, you're still going to the end of October, early November. You're not going to miss the window for the coronavirus backlash if it comes with the second wave. You're going to be right in the middle of it. I mean, that, that, that's what I don't get for baseball. It's like you're playing a long time. NBA can come back, play a couple of games, and then suddenly you are you are shaving teams out, you know, hey, we're going to play five or six games. We're getting rid of those teams. And then you're going to play a round of playoffs. That gets rid of half the teams. And there's less teams playing as the time goes on. So the closer you get to right. what could be a second wave of coronavirus, the fewer teams that are out there. And let's face it, it's easier to keep the coronavirus away from a small number of people than it is from a greater number of people. So it, it, that's why the NBA, that system can work. But baseball, everybody's got to play. I mean, you, you, everybody's got to come back. you got 30 teams that are going to play for at least two months, probably two and a half months if you're going to have any kind of season, even if it's 50 games because you want to build in days off. You want to build in times home for players with their families. So you're getting into the end of, you know, into November no matter what. So that's what I don't, I, I don't get with baseball is I, I feel like they're not working together on any level. They're not working. Okay, let's, let's figure out what the right part of the season is. Let's figure this out. Rob Manfred has been invisible. You know, for a guy who has been at the center of labor negotiations the yeah. entire time he's been in Major League Baseball, he's invisible. He should be the guy that's saying, OK, let's everybody come together here. He should see that this is kind of out of control, that the players are all the way on one side and the owners are all the way on the other side. And they're looking for a door to leave so they can be further apart from each other. Or, and, and he needs to be the guy coming in to say, OK, wait a minute, I'm getting everybody to the table and this is how we're going to do it. And instead, have you heard a word from him? No, nothing publicly, no. And in the best interest of the game, perhaps he needs to be more objective than he might currently be. But baseball has a clock ticking loudly that some other sports don't have. So I give the two sides a pass of being tone deaf of all of this being in the news the last couple of weeks while we've had what's been in the news, more importantly, in the past week plus. But the players want the regular season this year, remember, to be played from late June to late October. So about three weeks of training camp at the most, the clock is ticking for baseball mm, uh, you know I think if they don't have something by today is the first, first of, June. of June if they don't have something by the middle of June that's gonna because uh, you can't start the season in August I mean what are you really what are you gonna play 30 games <laughs> I mean really if they don't have something by the middle of June that's that's really dire because that that's where okay if we have an agreement then it's gonna be a little bit less than a month from there because you probably need a week to get people to settle their things and go to spring training or whatever training they're gonna have in their home cities wherever it is you need three weeks of that because players got to build their arms up and build their bodies back up to be able to play and, and withstand playing so much baseball in so little time where you're gonna have at least one doubleheader every week, maybe two doubleheaders every week. So then you're talking about, okay, now we're into the middle of July and you're playing your first games the week of July 19th or July 26th. That's too late. 
That's too late for baseball. You want to if you're not starting baseball by the middle of July, which is when you can play 75, 80 games and get into the playoffs by October. That's where I go. I, that's where I don't think we're going to have a season. You got to be playing by, by by that. If not, then that's going to be it. Yeah. Do you remember when there was the strike season in 1981, and that was a couple of months off from baseball? But when they returned, they had the All Star game, and the very next day they started the second half of the season. But the player strike was over by the end of July, and they weren't saying, "Hey, let's have regular season games still on October 31st." No. Well, they well they didn't actually in an in insane they, way. In, this was an opening of, day in yeah. August. I mean, look, just to tell you what the MLB strike was in 1981. Oh, by the way, if you want to hear a full podcast on it, our podcast special uh-huh. teams, uh, go to iTunes, download it. We just did a podcast a couple weeks ago on the MLB strike of 1981, the lockout of 94, the NFL strike of 1982. Those those stories, you're going to you're going to say, I can't believe any of those things actually happened, but they did. Uh, again, special teams, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon on iTunes. The, the 81 strike comes and they strike after the first couple months. And when they finally hit their agreement, they decide that, okay, whoever was in first place when we went to a strike, you're in the playoffs, no matter what happens the rest of the way. So all those teams who were leading their divisions at the time of the strike like the were guaranteed playoff spots, right? The Yankees were in the playoffs. Gene Michael, who managed the Yankees, they, were, they had clinched a spot, but they fired him before they started playing the second <laughs> half of the season. So the guy had actually clinched a playoff spot, but somehow he found a way to get fired when there were no games being played. That was the Yankees back in the 80s. So then they started the second half of the season. They said, okay, now everybody's competing, and whoever wins the divisions next, now they play the winners of the first half in a playoff series, and that's how we move on and get to the World Series. Well, the problem was, wait a minute, what if the same team wins the second half? Well, then you would play the team that finished second in your division uh, for the playoffs, which meant, why am I killing myself to that's play right. at all in the second half if I've already clinched a playoff spot? This was what happens. The, the, this was how baseball decided. They couldn't just say, we're resuming the season. No, 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 no. No, we got to do some kind of craziness about the first half, now the second half, and it well, was one of the one you- of the most awful off the wall, the bat bananas crazy seasons you could ever think of. In you mentioned the New York Yankees of 1981. They won the first half of their season, and they were sub-500 the second half of the season, and they wound up going to the playoffs and making the World Series that yeah. year. So, by the way, and before we get to the update, one last thing. We have broken a record in sports with the virus going out of going the longest in this country without any of the four major sports. The old record was going nearly two full months of the summer of 1981, because back then the hockey and basketball playoffs ended earlier and then baseball went on strike and we didn't have anything from the four oh, major sports until August. Yeah. That was the record. It is being smashed this year. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.